Rick Jensen. On 1150 AM, 101.7 FM, WDEL. So uh, here we are Wednesday, right after the news at uh, one thirty. What? Randy, why are you looking at me like that? If it's Dan White, it's got to be Wednesday, one thirty. Actually, my bad. I was out of town, took my birthday off, and I said, Dan, we got to get you on, man, because he always has great advice for people, being a financial planner for over 25 years. Uh, I'm also a client, full disclosure. I love the guy, and he's on the phone right now, always with good advice and, and news to help us through trying to manage, you know, what do you do if you're trying to plan for, uh, you know, retirement income? Hey, Dan. Hey Rick, how are you? And a belated happy birthday. Ah, oh, thanks a lot. No, no, no. I did what you do. I, 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 I went to the beach. It was great, man. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Actually, I did something that that you've done that I've only done. I think two times now. Go to the Jersey Shore. Okay. I'm a beach guy. I love Dewey Beach, man. That's 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 my love. I love that. But. Uh, we were very, very blessed to be invited by some friends to go there for a day, and I had never been, I never really spent time in Cape May. I went there for a day trip once a long time ago, and yeah. uh, it's very attractive, uh, overpriced, and I don't think I'll miss anything if I don't go again. So, <laughs> the, the, the sand is very nice, very beautiful, and and they charge you, by the way. I think it's uh, it's a nickel per uh, per grain that you step on. No, <laughs> Jersey, very, very expensive, fun stuff. So that's another reason why we have to save for retirement because things cost money and you don't have the income unless you've saved it up. And and I saw your email from today and I thought, wait a second, uh, the year of death RMDs. Now, is that the year of the death <clears throat> of RMDs or what are you talking about here? Well, this gets a little bit tricky because, you know, we're coming up toward the end of the year, and I know a lot of people when they're when they're of that age, whether it be 70 and a half from a couple years ago or 72 this year, they have to take a required minimum distribution. A lot of people will, will contact the custodian, and, you know, they say, well, I'll take it at the end of the year because, you know, I'll get the growth for the whole year, that kind of thing. So they set it up automatically maybe for December 1st or December 15th, and these custodians get really kind of jammed up toward the end of the year because everybody's trying to get their RMD out. But what happens when the IRA owner who has to take the required minimum distribution dies before taking his RMD? Oh. You know, that year of death, RMD, or whatever portion remains, must still be withdrawn. Really? Upon passing, yeah, the year of death, RMD, immediately becomes the responsibility of the beneficiary. If it is not withdrawn before the end of that calendar year, it is a missed RMD and potentially subject to the 50% penalty. So, and even if the IRA owner dies late in the year, let's say you die, you know, December 20th. I mean, you got 10 days to get that RMD out if it hasn't been taken out already. What, what if? The uh, what, wait, what if they pass away? And when they pass away, now it's it's rolled over into an inherited IRA. Well, that's fine. That's fine. But you still have to take the RMD in the year of death. I mean, if the account owner was of age where he was subject to an RMD, before you can even set up the inherited IRA, you have to take the RMD out. Okay. Yeah. So there's no there's no getting around it. And it's a little warning sign because, like I said, maybe some people have it set up automatically for December 1st. And then let's say, God forbid, they die in October. So did they tell anybody it was supposed to come out, and then then it, then it shows up December first in a check, but the person's dead. So yeah. you got to re, you got to return it to the custodian, and then you have to have it reissued to the beneficiary all before the end of the year. Really? 
Yeah. See, they just want to grab your money. That's all it is. They just want to grab yeah. your money. They kind of do. Yeah, they kind of do. No, no doubt about it. So, um, so it says if the RMD is then erroneously paid to the deceased account owner, the RMD has to be returned to the IRA and properly distributed to the beneficiary. Now, it doesn't matter if you have multiple beneficiaries. Um, you can pay it out to one. You can pay it out to all of them. It doesn't matter. But you have to get that RMD out before the end of the year. I, I wish they would living, just... Living or dead. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> well, they want your money. Living or dead. Yeah. They're going to extract yeah. it from you. And if you have yeah. nothing, well, then, let's. What, what's your blood type? <laughs> so this is... I mean, this is interesting. No, this is why you do what you do. I mean, Dan, you're you know, a financial planner, and you have to study and learn all these things. It's good to know. And then, and sadly, there are many, many people now who have inherited this because of elderly parents and uh, coronavirus and COVID and all that as well. So this is really, sadly, uh, quite meaningful, likely for thousands of Delawareans. Yeah, yeah, you run into this quite a bit. And uh, like I said, as we're approaching year end, you know, we're going to blink and we're going to be into 2022. Uh, I just want to make people aware of this, that if somebody does pass and and they are of, of the age where they yeah. have to take these things, make sure it's been taken in the year that, that it needs to be taken. Well, let, so. me ask, let me ask you a couple of questions here, because you said, you know, people take it out December 1st, they want to wait to the end of the year, often it's in a retirement account, and it might be an investment fund of some sort, and they want to make sure that they're giving all the yield they possibly can before they take it out, and they withhold the taxes, and, and then distribute it in whatever way that they do but here's what I'm wondering and, and, it, and it comes from a true story so uh, not too long ago a few years ago I guess a, a friend of mine um, was doing his taxes and he filed for an extension for example this year you had to uh, file and pay by two days ago for the LLC's and then uh, for your personal taxes I believe it's October 15 which is in 30 Correct. less than 30 days okay so what happened was, uh, at the time, uh, I think the personal was due like like September 15 at the time. And uh, he went to his accountant on uh, September 1st. And he said, okay, here's all my stuff. And the guy said, dude. And I think he actually said, dude. He said, <laughs> dude, you're not my only client. I got 40 other people. I'm working 14 hours a day, 15 hours a day to get everybody's taxes done, you know, by the, by the 15th here. And you're giving me two weeks to do yours. Uh, I just want you to know it may not get done in time. And uh, and, right. and my buddy goes, "Well, no, it's it's two weeks to go. You got two weeks. No, I've got forty people waiting in line. I'm working on all these." I, he said he brought in a friend of his who's also a CPA, and he's paying him something like uh, twenty five bucks an hour or something to, to help him go through all of his clients because they were so late. And uh, what happened is it did get filed late, and and I don't remember if there I don't he never told me if there was a penalty or anything. He was just angry uh, that it occurred. So in listening to what you're saying now about the required minimum distributions, I'm wondering, is December first uh, enough time? Whether it's TIAA, Kreft, or if it's Fidelity, Vanguard, uh, whatever you got, is is that really enough time to do something like that? Is it less complicated, uh, obviously, than doing taxes? 
because it is pretty quick to calculate what uh, what the distribution is going to be. Or is December 1 um, plenty of time for them to get this thing done? Well, a lot of the custodians have this stuff automated. So if you set it up automatically and you have a direct deposit set up to your checking account, then it's not a problem. But but if you don't have that set up and now you're, you know, you're calling the custodian December 1st, hey, I need to get an RMD out, you're probably still okay. Um, but I, you know, you get into the last two weeks of the year, and and they are scrambling. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't let it go that late. Um, and and check with them beforehand. I mean, you can call them at any time and say, hey, what's your lead time on getting RMDs processed? I was, you know? I was talking to a buddy of mine about actually uh, about uh, this sort of thing. It's a, it's a joke. It's a joke. I just want to know it's a joke. Said, well, we'll get it out now before the market crashes because it always crashes in December. He goes, what? <laughs> and I said, no, sometimes well, it's November. October is usually the witching month, as they say. Yeah. So who knows what will happen this year. You October, know? yeah. No, my brother and I were talking about this stuff yesterday. And, uh, you know, because we both made investments in the market with roller. So you get a 401k and then you roll it over into an IRA. And then it's self-directed in some ways. And uh, even if it's not a technically self-directed IRA. And, and you find companies you want to invest in, things like that. And uh, we were thinking... We were talking about this because we've both been thinking the same thing. Well, at what point are you going to sell stocks that you like, companies you like, like Coca-Cola's 3% dividend, it's pretty decent, good company, people are going to be poisoning themselves with Coke for a long, long time. Uh, why not? Uh, I bought NVIDIA years ago at like $8 a share. Look at it now, you go, wow. Um, yep. Yeah, I know. But that's that's because my mom and I were talking about this. It's, it's, a big, it's like communal investing in my family. And, uh, and and we're talking about this. We thought, you know, so you know the bottom's going to fall out. You know there's going to be a bear market sometime. When do you do that? And then we bemoan the fact that there's no such thing as a good market timer. You can't really do that. And we decided, Dan, we decided, you know what? Uh, people who invest in the market, especially for the retirement, generally, we keep our money there. We might buy and sell a few things. But it's not like we go and sell everything because we think that the market's going to fall out. And, and I wonder if that's pretty typical. You deal, you work with a lot of people who have investments, uh, the IRAs, the rollovers, the 401ks, 403bs, and all that kind of stuff. And I'm wondering, uh, as so my, my brother and I were talking about, well, you know, people usually keep their money in the markets. They might uh, sell a couple things here or there. Then they take the bad times with the good. Is that what you see in your practice as well? Yeah, you really do. I mean, people tend to set these things and forget them. And, you know, what they what they fail to take into account is age and when do you need the money. Because everybody kind of thinks, you know, uh, I was at a program years ago, and everybody thinks they're 15 years younger than they are. Um, so, you know, I've had people say, oh, in 08, you know, I went through 08 and it came back, so no worries. I went through it in 2000. Yeah, okay, that's great. You were 20 years younger then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's true. the big difference. Okay, you're going to start drawing on this in a couple years. You don't have 20 years to go anymore. Um, so it's a big difference. But we talk about sequence of return risk all the time. It's a big difference from when you're putting money into an account versus when you are taking withdrawals. It's a, it's a whole lot of whole lot different when you're looking at pulling money out. So you've got to be more cognizant of that. And as you get closer to retirement, you might have to scale it back a little bit. Yeah, wise advice. Thanks. Appreciate it, Dan. Yep. You have a great day, Rick. You too. Have a great weekend. Dan White, Financial Weight. Don't go yet. Don't hang up. <laughs> okay. Financial Planner specializing in retirement income, who's also the host of On Your Money Sunday mornings, 7 o'clock, cup of coffee, get yourself a little breakfast or something. Turn on WDEL. There's Dan with some great advice at 7 o'clock in the morning on Sundays. What's on the show this week? 
Uh, it's kind of interesting, and this is a topic we have not addressed, I don't think, for a couple years, but September is uh, Life Insurance Awareness Month. And, you know, nobody likes to talk about life insurance, but there are reasons why, even at retirement, um, there might be reasons for you to own some life insurance because if you have a pension, uh, a defined benefit pension, if you're going to take a survivorship benefit for a spouse, then really what the what the pension company is doing, they're selling you life insurance. So, oh, so okay. there's uh, a couple ways you can go about it, but we're going to talk about that a little bit this Sunday. Yeah, people don't like to talk about it because, oh, I'm never going to use the money because I'm paying all this money and I'll never use it because I have to die to use it. And yada, yada. You know, right. uh, true story, my uncle... Uh, he was uh, he's totally into cars. And he was a race car mechanic for uh, for Agagini in a big Indianapolis Indy 500 uh, race car guy. And uh, he was a genius. I mean, really, he was a, just a mechanical genius. Well, he bought cash value life insurance uh, over over the course of his life. And uh, and would take loans out of it to buy a car. And then he would pay, mm-hmm. he would pay back the loan and didn't damage the policy in any way. And then uh, he would buy another one, and he'd build up cash. He got cash value of the life insurance policy. He'd take out a loan, pay himself to buy the car. And I thought that was actually a pretty ingenious thing to do. Yeah, they, I mean, you can use life insurance for a lot of different things. I mean, people just think of it as term insurance, and, and there's different types, and you have, to, you have to really get an education on it, but there are some tax advantages. You can kind of use life insurance as a, as a Roth on steroids if you really want to overfund the thing. Um, a lot of diff, different uses for life insurance that people don't recognize, so um, it's, it's worthwhile to get the information. Yeah, because I remember one guy saying it's, it's tax-preferred savings as tax Deferred? No. Yeah. He said, no, it's not t- tax deferred. It's tax preferred. I said, what do you mean? Well, um, you're saving up in a tax-free environment, but you take a loan out. You don't have to pay tax on a loan, and you pay it back. I thought, that's okay, that's pretty smart. He says, yeah, it's like your own little bank with life insurance policy for your wife and the kids. I thought, yeah, that's pretty awesome. Anyway, Dan yeah. White, uh, give him a call at 888-690-8820. And uh, for no charge, if uh, you want, want to take a look at what you got and where you're headed and if you're in the, going in the right direction, 888-690-8820. Dan White and Associates. Have a great weekend, my friend. You too, Rick. All right, take care. Bye-bye.